Hello and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast for Thursday, October 3rd, 2019, otherwise known as Techies Day. Excuse me? Techies Day. Like like gonna, yeah, I guess like a person who does techie, so maybe like your IT guy could be a techie. Uh, are it's you, their day, Chris, baby. They're doing the Lord's work. Are you the most tech savvy of the three of us? Probably not. I think I just no? look it. I'm just the nerdiest looking. Oh, okay. I would have I would have said that Chris would have been the most capable of the three of us. I don't know. You guys know how to turn an MP3 into uh never mind. I got into nothing. a wave file? Yeah, yeah I uh, think I can use uh, a converter, but <laughs> or just change the extension, just resave. I don't think you any know, of us are that particularly tech savvy. No. And I think that this national day, whatever we're calling it, is a sucky one. And we should not glorify it. We got to move right past it. All right. <laughs> we just got to get past this. Sorry to all the techies out there, but Shout that's not what this show is about. Right. This is the Modern Maker Podcast. So what have you guys been working on? Or first, should we say, what projects from the Rockler Bentwood Challenge have caught your eye? I like that. Let's start with that. Mike, you want to kick us off? Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, why not? You look like you've uh, got some light shining on your face from your phone. Hey, that's because I'm looking at Badger Workshop. That's B-A-D-G-E-R workshop. And he did a simple project, but a very tasteful project. It is a coat rack with bent laminated, basically coat hooks on it. And it all wall mounts. And it's just a clean floating design. And it looks really nice. And it's not the most complicated thing in the world, but it's tasteful and it's embodying the spirit of the challenge. So that's Badger Workshop. And I do want to throw back to last week where I shouted out what I said was Weber Workshop. It's Weber Wood Shop. Oh, he was mad. I got several DMs. He's working, just <laughs> he's working on the he's working on the curved bar stool that I talked about, and I feel like I need to make that right. Yeah, he put so, up a YouTube video. I don't know if he had had that up last week when we talked about it, but I watched his oh, YouTube no. video last week. It's part one of it. Pretty good. Like it's interesting to watch it him go through the process. You can tell he's got it like mildly planned out as he gets into it. So it's a nice one of those ones where you're like kind of seeing him figure it out in real time while you're figuring it out too. That's really awesome. Okay. Cause so far I've only seen Instagram highlights. So I'll watch that video this week. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I am going to shout out another. Okay. So I was going to say easy also, but I don't know that this would be easy. It might be really hard, but it's just something different than like what we've been seeing. His name on Instagram is not in my wood and he made a pizza peel <laughs> that's got an inlay of bent wood, Ooh. two different species where they're like kind of sandwiched. So it's kind of like a wave that's like running off to one of the sides of the peel. And I would actually, I was, I've only had a chance to quickly scroll through it. Like I was just going off of the picture that initially caught my eye and I looked at his account and I don't see process photos of it. It's just a finished photo, but I'd actually be interested to see how he went about he or she went about making this. Right. It's pretty interesting. Like it it could actually be super technical. So that's why I don't want to say that it was simple. And that's one of those things where it's a cool project. I think it looks awesome. But that's it. That technique is almost the most grabbing thing because that could be used on anything. Right. I love it. Pizza peel, calzone peel, a pie heart. peel, you Quesadilla name it. Quesadilla per- peel. Anything peel. Taco peel. Tostada. <laughs> a tostada peel. Any spatula shaped object could utilize this. <laughs> yes. Or anything else in the world, Chris. A shovel. But I like it. It's maple, purple heart, and blood wood. Not bad. It's got a little bit of contrast, but it's really not over the top. I like it quite a bit. Nice. Ben? My recommendation is from our friend Eric, but his handle is Cutworks. 
It's, but uh, it's spelt weird. Yeah, there's a W-E-R-X. We'll give it a shout out on the Modern Maker Podcast Instagram account, which is where you should be sending us your questions and topic ideas. That's so right. This project is a river table. He did the project a while ago. And it's funny, like I've always tend to think of Eric as mostly a welder because he's an amazing welder, does really cool stuff, stainless steel, aluminum, super talented guy. But his woodworking is also really top notch. And he did a wood, an all wood river table with sort of a bent lamination center in between these two slabs. And it's funny, if someone described it to me, it's not something I think that would be like, huh, it sounds like butterscotch mixed with vanilla, but it really looks good. I really like the overhead view of it. The, the colors blend really nicely. There's just enough contrast. And I like that he sort of manufactured the the river part in the middle and used a bent lamination to make that look curvy. So it was one of those projects where I had to look at it a few times and been like, is that manufactured grain or is that like just the color of the wood? And particularly from the overhead, it definitely made me think that I could do a pretty cool table like that with a curvy wood built up inside and then white concrete on either side. And I think that would look pretty hot. Yeah, it looks it kind of gives me a lava feeling to it where like it looks more flowy in the center and then like lava would be like solidifying towards the edges where it's cooling or something. Like it looks like it's like melting as it gets further into the center. Right. Gets more runny and streaky. But we're actually going to see Eric really soon because he's coming out to to hang out with a uh, with us at Maker Ranch and a bunch of other makers. Dun, 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 dun. That's right. It's about to be a really fun week with a lot of collaborations and have I we feel ever like talked just, about that here? And I, I don't know. I was about to segue Ben into introing it because yeah. he's the one that's been coordinating all of this. But we're doing makes giving. That's right. So in the past, Quickrete's been a sponsor of mine for a long time, and they've always had me promote this one bag wonder competition and it's great and people win actually like pretty serious uh money for it like they not they, me man they give out some cash well this year they said hey you want to mix it up and i said yeah i'd rather just like do a get together and a bunch of collabs with a bunch of makers that are kind of in our circles so rather than hosting the competition they're paying for some travel to bring all these people out to joshua tree perfect time of year it's nice and crisp Fall weather. Bring a jacket when you come, Chris. It's a little bit cold right now. Only at night. During the day is perfect. So it should be interesting. It's I don't do a ton of collabs, but I like hanging out with like-minded people and sharing ideas, talking about designs, riffing, drinking, like all those things. Throwing ninja stars, you know. Maker yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we got plenty of stuff to keep us busy. The beauty of it is, you know, we're splitting a couple of Airbnbs so we can kind of house everybody comfortably. But now that we've got the property where the shipping containers are on. My bus is out there, which is sort of the project I'm working on. But everybody is sort of coming up with independent projects, a lot of outdoor projects, obviously a lot of concrete builds. And we're all just going to be able to just help each other out, lift heavy things, which is, I think, one of the reasons a lot of people don't do big outdoor projects or at least big concrete projects. But we're going to have like a dozen strong, able-bodied men that are ready to help each other lift heavy things. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I normally don't like doing stuff like this because I hate planning things and being in charge of logistics. I'm just not that organized and I forget stuff. But it we got a really good crew coming and I wish I could have invited, you know, a hundred people. Like there were 
there's so many people I wanted to invite to this. So, and we will be having this event again. Yeah. And we're going to work on trying to make it bigger, but it's a first time thing. So we really had to vet it with the sponsors. And, you know, they had some limitations uh, on sort of how many people they could fund to bring out here. But, uh, but it's a proof of concept. Yeah. So be watching Instagram and you'll start to see this unfolding as this podcast goes up. Yeah, That's I was right. Say, people probably, you'll probably have started seeing things like yesterday or the day before, and you'll probably in like two weeks start seeing a bunch of videos. Right. That's right. And uh, we're going to record podcast interviews with the guests. So as soon as you see this podcast go up and you start seeing the people that are showing up for this, if you have specific questions that you've always wanted to ask from, you know, really tough interviewers like the three of us. <laughs> no softballs here. <laughs> Hit us up. And if there's also, if there's, uh, we're planning some Instagram live streams. So if there's some topics you'd like to see, you know, 10 of your favorite YouTube makers discuss this sort of a round table, uh, throw them out there. We may, we may use them. Absolutely. Yeah. So Chris, you're coming down on Thursday? Wednesday. On Wednesday. That's awesome. Yesterday. So what are your plans while you're down here? I'm just going to, I'm not going with anything to make. I'm just going to go and like, I'll pitch in, help other people out and, and hang out. Cause I've got, I couldn't even like think of something in the meantime. I was just like, I'll just go hang out and have fun. I don't want to like worry about it. Hey, just bring your laptop and get some editing done if you have to, right? I'll do my techie stuff. What? <laughs> Being the techie of the bunch. Living up to the name. I'll be the IT guy. I got some suggestions. Okay. For you, two things you might want to experiment with while you're here, because I know they're on the periphery of what you've been considering. Uh, we got a sh- <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> we got a Shaper Origin, so if you want to try that out and just like play around with it, yeah, more than welcome. I'm we're gonna unbox it when everyone gets here, so everyone can kind of see what the whole deal is. And Eric from Cutworks, who's also coming, is gonna uh, show us how to use it because he has one. Yeah. And then I know you've been starting to think about 3D printing, so if you want to kind of experiment with that, yeah, for sure. But the the other thing that I think, have you ever done any power carving, Chris? Barely. I think we're going to make up a whole bunch of blanks and then power carve them and make concrete molds out of them to make yeah, a, like like stackable bricks. And if we make a, a bunch of the blanks a uniform dimension, they can all sort of work together like Voltron. Nice. I'll form the head. Yeah. Is that what he says? <laughs> I don't know. That was more my brother's speed than mine, but I think that's what they say. Close. I like it. Well, that's cool. Ben, what's your plans while all this is happening, other than being event coordinator for the first time ever? Uh, you know, uh, shout out to Jesse because she's been very helpful with with uh, with all of this and Big uh, time. Mike, too. But let's see. I'm working. I'm in the middle of a treeless treehouse. I think I talked a little bit about it last week, but it was in a, it was a morning recording. So I don't always remember everything I'm saying. Yeah. And plus, a lot of progress has been made. So it's good time for an update anyways. Right. So today we had a long day today. So we're, we're recording around seven o'clock at night. We had a seven o'clock call time with a production company for HGTV and we're filming. No big deal. No uh, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, TV is so stupid. Like TV Yo, like really is like just dumb. And I don't really care if they hear it. Like told them this to their their faces to their yeah. stupid faces no the people are great like the the camera guys yeah. are awesome the sound guys were awesome the production assistants are, are all great it's just like they just don't get it they just create content that's really slow really dumb focuses on all the the uninteresting things which is why i i don't watch television actually do you guys watch television like on just Netflix? like cable like like no so, do you watch Barely. anything that's not on demand not for probably like three years. I, I don't give or take a little bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, like obviously sports, 
But yeah. like, um, are you are you DVRing anything these days, Chris? No, my wife does though. Nice. Okay. Yeah, but it, it's it's gone down a lot. Like if you would compare it to whatever it would have been like eight years ago or something. Yeah. Drastic de- decrease. Right. Yeah. It was so. We had this like big steel plate that was welded to the steel pole and we had to bolt it down to a concrete slab foundation that we poured. And, you know, we're we're drilling out holes in the steel plate. It's about a quarter of an inch thick and we have to drill three quarter inch diameter holes so that it'll fit easily around five eighths diameter anchor bolts. You know, drilling large diameter holes through. I mean, it's not super thick steel. That that takes a minute. Right. So it's yeah. taking about like four to five minutes per hole. Would you say, Mike? Like. That was pretty close. Yeah, you were really running through bits. That stuff didn't want to cut. I, I, yeah, and it's like they get so impatient. And they're like, oh, can we just skip that part and then go on to the next step? And it's just like there's no – you know what I love about the content created by our community is that it's driven by curiosity in almost all aspects of it. Sure, some people like to focus on some things more than others. Some people kind of you know, you know, rough ride over things like the way me and Mike do, whereas Chris really like goes into more detail and, and slows it down more than – slow foods woodworking <laughs> but all of it is driven by actual curiosity in the subject matters and we're acting as our own directors and producers so the people actually orchestrating storyboarding making creative decisions about the content are also intellectually invested in the subject matter itself and when that's not there like it just becomes so crappy i mean it's like if a chef opens a restaurant here comes the food now <laughs> now we're ready if the chef owns the restaurant and it's like his name on it and he comes up with the menu and he's really thinking about what to pair things with and he picks out the wine list and he's like figuring out what desserts he's going to or what uh sort of like a dessert shops he's going to work with if he's not making them. There's so much curiosity and pride in every sort of thing. But if you're the cook working for Applebee's, you have no authorship of the creative decisions. It's a corporate menu that's the same for every you know restaurant in the country. Like there probably isn't going to be the same attention to detail and care. And that's what I think is so annoyingly frustrating about watching this kind of crappy television and also like being on the other end of it. It's just like the people that are kind of like directing the shoot don't really care about like what kind of screws you're using or that you have to drill slow through steel because you don't want to burn out your bits. And there's just there's just no curiosity. It's just like. Okay, we got to get this done, and then we got to break for lunch because it's a union gig, and like they'll charge us overtime or ad fees if we like miss these sort of things. Uh, can we skip ahead to that? Oh, let's do more OTFs. I'm like, that's that's interesting because yeah, I wonder OTFs if- stand for on the fly. Yeah, what Boom. does that mean though? So it's basically whenever you do anything on TV before, they'll have you stand and it's just like a talking head segment where you're like, uh, yeah, it's just like a confessional. That, you're being interviewed by the camera. Ben's basically saying, I'm about to drill these holes in this still so, and yeah. I'm going to have to drill it slow because I don't want to burn out my bits. Yeah. It, and so then you do the thing. It, it, and then once you do the set thing, you do another set of OTS reacting to well, I drilled the holes in the steel. Good thing I ran it slow. At the it's same that. time. Yeah. So that you no, don't you have do to it before up. and after. No, you do it before okay, you do so a you, thing. You and film then after the thing, you, you go do, do the thing, you film again. Yeah. Nonsense. Okay. It's like, it, it made me really appreciate the efficiency of voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Voiceover is amazing. But for a lot of television, it requires rebooking the talent for a second time. So they, right. that's why they don't do it. Because they have to bring in the talent after the sort of edit's been done. And so... It's seen as sort of like an expensive thing, whereas sort of for us, it's like a really easy thing. It's our cheat. It's our cheat code. Right. right. The, the efficiency the, of hindsight. The, 
the ability yeah, to like explain, after it's all actually happened. The, yeah. So it's like, it felt like all day long, like just to film. So we're doing a scene where me, Jesse and Mike are all in Mike's bus and we're like, you know, we're, we're talking it up. And then they filmed us walking out of the bus towards the front of the bus. Cause me and Jesse were going to uh, make something for the front of Mike's bus. So that they had to film us in the bus walking out. Then they had to move cameras, film us coming out of the bus and then film us going yeah. from out of the bus over to the thing. And then they had to film OTFs of us like, how how did your little meeting in front of the bus go? And it was just like nothing about the thing we were making. So long, long, long rant, but we'll see. I still like the I'll tell you what it is. It's just really encouraging for the people that are doing it all ourselves to realize we're only one or two pieces away from doing exactly what they are. So without as many producers, directors, things like that, if we're able to wear that hat, but we had someone running grip, someone running camera, as well as maybe someone running sound. We could trust those camera guys to just get the shots they need. And that was what was one of the most surprising things to me is you have the person that's sort of directing the shoot and, you know, that person's sort of making sure the shot list gets checked off. Everything, you know, that needs to get shots gets shot. But whenever we're setting setting something up, that person just defers to the cameraman. Like, what shot do you think looks best? Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, so really micromanaging them. No, they're not micro, but they are in a way. They're more like micromanaging talent a little bit. But the idea is that director, if that's what we're calling it, like quote unquote director, isn't directing the camera person. Right. And so if we were directing ourselves and producing ourselves and we could trust a cameraman in the same way, boom, we just made HGTV. You know, or at least that level of of production. Yeah. Or no, we would be the opposite of Applebee's of TV. We'd be like the in and out. We'd be really good at it, but we'd play the same game. Really good at one thing. Yep. Yeah. But it was just encouraging to see, like, we're not that far off from what they're doing. You you know what it is, though, too? It's the decision making is disconnected from the creative process. So go down that. Well, there's there's people. Let me hop in for a second, because I think this is kind of what you were talking about before when you were talking about that, like what the director is interested in isn't the same as what you would be interested in as the person who also is thinking about building the thing and everything. So I feel like us, when we film something, we're almost trying to imagine it from the viewer's point of view. Like, why would you be watching this video because you're interested in learning these things. What are you going to get out of it? Yeah. And so you're trying to explain those things and like, you know, drilling those holes could be a crucial part of mm-hmm. doing what you were doing. So I wonder what point of view are they looking at it from? Then? Interpersonal relationships and the banter between characters. Okay. And not education. No, not at all. Right? No, not not at all. Because so for a lot of these channels, they're programming for the channel, not for the show. So they know gotcha. that these channels, they part of the reason they get ratings is people t- turn on that channel in the background the way I used to do with ESPN and then just leave it on for like three hours until I went to bed. <laughs> right. So like when I back when I was living in Boston, like I would come home from working at the architecture firm, turn on ESPN, like make dinner and still be on the background. Maybe, you know, sit, do a little work on a laptop, but have the TV on in the background, have a beer yeah. with some buddies. TV still on the background and then go to bed. I think a lot of people do that with like, you know, a, lo- a lot of different channels. They just have it there. So having programming that's like relatively consistent is often more important because they just don't want to create a moment of disruption where people go look up and go, what the hell is this on? Uh, and then turn the channel. <laughs> yeah. So they're 
the decision makers, you know, this group of executives that every time we have a question, like, wait, why are we shooting this? And they're like, oh, because there's these 12 people that make a decision on this show in some room in some other place. And they feel this, like they don't like high-fiving or they don't like this thing. That was an actual thing. And I enjoy high-fives. So I kept having to holding myself enthusiast. back. <laughs> I kept having to hold myself back. There was like a couple of times where I went to do it, but I, I stopped know. myself. <laughs> oh my and so I just stopped talking and just looked at them and was just thinking i don't know what to do now and yeah, so just, just give so, me a high four just a high four so yeah exactly I, it was so funny like me and jesse were really cracking up because you know like some people have a hard time like not cursing in places that aren't appropriate mike has a high <laughs> a hard time holding back high fives can't do it luckily no one told him he couldn't do finger guns those were allowed <laughs> yeah thank goodness those i don't know how game. i could have held all of those back but, but so to go into the decision making about the program then, it'd be like if all of a sudden mike you found out that tomorrow Everybody who's going to watch your YouTube videos, it's just all leading in from like a Philip DeFranco video. And so now you right. have to fit that format or so you're like, yes, I got to do something. And These people aren't going to be interested in what I'm doing. It must be a seamless transition from yeah. Philip, Philly D to your Philly boy over D. here. What's yeah, up, you beautiful exactly. bastard? <laughs> Someone had to say it. And so, it. yeah, it's that idea of everything has to be the same, more or less. Yeah. And so... That means you can't have unique characters. That means you can't do too unique of homes or too unique of projects. Yeah. It just has to be really kind of watered down and not so much in a bad way, right? Like Miller, Miller Lite is great beer, but you know, some people would call it watered down, but it still has its place. You know, Let's my mom loves HGTV. My mom loves HGTV. She watches house flipping shows and enjoys them. You know, some of those shows kind of cater to the style that she likes, whereas those styles don't necessarily cater to what I like. Hmm. So there's the idea that, you know, if it's working, that means it's for somebody. But just because it's working doesn't mean there couldn't be something better. Yeah. And there's some HGTV shows I really like that I think are are solid and do. I, look, yeah. Fixer Upper is the most popular show or one of the most popular shows for a reason. It's better than most of the other shows. And, right. you know, Chip and Joanne are are a powerful team and they do a really Joanna. Sorry to a Chippa. Chippa. <laughs> Chip and Joe is how I think of them. Yeah, for sure. They, you know another one that I like? I really like me. Main Cabin Masters. Oof. No. Actually, I don't even know these shows. That's that was a good one. I know I know Chip and Joanna. Yeah. But I don't know so it, Main Cabin Masters. So there's a couple of things I like about that show. One, well, they're the like renovating people's cabins in Maine. So they're kind <laughs> of they're off grid. Doing it. They're all kind of weird little small cabins that they kind of do little unique things with. But in every episode, they have this handheld stabilizer shot mm. where a cameraman walks through the entire work site. And it's almost like a one take music video where you'll have Ooh. people walking across with material and then it'll sort of pan a little bit and somebody will be cutting something and the other person is installing, yeah. you know, whatever that guy's cutting for him and then pans into the bathroom and it's like the sink's getting dropped in and they do a good job of having one artistic dynamic moment before the reveal in every episode. That's sort of how they, well, they cap the renovation project. But it's not a montage. It's one take, gotcha. no cuts. They should always have it when it gets into the bathroom, there's a dude taking a dump and he's like, hey, what the... Get so if we were making a show, that's what <laughs> that we would do. What we but would HGTV do. wouldn't let us. Well, dude, it's not sponsor friendly. Right. Speaking of which, why don't we thank some sponsors real quick? Wow, Chris, you killed that. There we go. <laughs> Smooth salimony. The Modern Maker Podcast is brought to you by Skillshare. 
Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, or to turn your side hustle into your career. Take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, or even illustration. So I've used Skillshare to actually take a number of courses in the past, but probably the one that's been most influential to me was video editing for Adobe Premiere Pro for beginners which I took a few years ago, but it's still totally relevant today. They update it so that it's most up to date with you know, the new software as it updates itself. And this was a really big deal for me because obviously it's what I use to produce all of my videos. And these courses are serious. Like this, this one that I took was three hours and 22 minutes long. I don't remember how many chapters, several either way. And it really lays the foundation and can take you from knowing nothing at all to becoming a pretty legit editor just going through that course. And if it was something that you wanted to follow up on to take it even further, they have intermediate courses, advanced courses, things that go into specific like color correction. Basically, you can take it as far as you want to take it. Absolutely. And you were just talking about color correction. I took a course completely on LUTs, which is the color grading that you do at the end of your video. And that's just one of the ways Skillshare does these deep dives into specific topics. So if you're interested in joining the millions of students already learning on Skillshare, make sure and follow the link in the podcast notes that Skillshare.com forward slash modern maker to get two months of Skillshare free. That's right. Skillshare is offering the followers of the modern maker podcast two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. So to sign up one more time, that is Skillshare.com slash Modern Maker. Again, Skillshare.com slash Modern Maker. One time, Mike, one more time. Uh, Skillshare.com slash Modern Maker. Perfect. Link in the description. This week's episode is brought to you by Simple Habit. Everybody deals with stressful situations in their life, usually more often than we would like, and going on a solo self-improvement journey is easier said than done. But don't worry, Simple Habit is here to help with both of those things. Simple Habit is an app geared towards busy people who are looking to take a short window out of their day to find a little bit of inner peace or to relieve a little bit of stress. One of my favorite things about Simple Habit is that they've got hundreds of meditations for free without entering any of your credit card info. They know that they've got an amazing app and that once you give it a shot, You'll sign up for a premium membership, which unlocks thousands of meditations. Simple Habit Meditations are guided by over 100 experts, so you're sure to find a voice that speaks to you. They're also practical and convenient. Whether you're on your way to or from work or in the workshop, Simple Habit has short meditations that can be consumed in about five minutes. Lately, I've been taking advantage of the super quick two-minute meditation, Take a Break at Your Desk. There's so many times when you look at your to-do list, you're getting emails coming in. It can get really stressful, create a lot of anxiety, and this is a great way to just breathe a little bit, relax, and then focus uh, on actually putting your priorities together. So go to simplehabit.com slash modernmaker to get 30% off a premium subscription for the first 50 listeners. So that's simplehabit.com slash modernmaker. Seriously, we can all use a little more peace of mind, and hey, Most of us have our phone on us uh, pretty much all the time. So check it out and go to simplehabit.com slash modern maker. Man, Chris, I'm just going to say congratulations. I think that might be the best segue to an ad break in podcast history. I've been been practicing. But where were we? All right. (laughs) I was just wrapping up my kind of 
It's not my complaints. Rant. It's just observations. And let me sort of end by saying this isn't a bash of other media, media forms. They all have their place. They do a great job at what they do. But this is why I do love the sort of uh, independent content creator community where the priority is sort of creative first and then production to whatever different skill set. It just means that we're going to get a lot of different fresh voices that aren't all filtered through the same filter. <laughs> so You know how people you know how people like give you a compliment and then you know a butt is coming and then there's uh-huh. there's the critique. <laughs> ben just did the opposite of that where he'll just bash you for 15 minutes and then be like that wasn't a bash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it right. was a so frustration. He- we were standing in the sun a lot like walking to one step and then them trying to f- the producer trying to feed us lines of dialogue. I'm being like, that's not oh. the way I would say it. And they're like, you know, you know, here's the reason why I'm annoyed. I wouldn't get annoyed if it's just like, hey, this is a gig. This is what we need you to do. Do the job. Like, I don't ever mind doing an ad read that's like written explicitly. But what I don't like is when someone says, okay, we really want this to be about you and your own voice. And they don't really mean it. And then so just you're like, me. right, just tell me what you want if that's the case. And right. I'll decide if I want to do it. But if you act like, hey, we really want this to be you, but then also do this. And I, no, 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 no. You don't get an, an and but version of me. You, it's and or. Right. You can either, but. I'll play the role if that's what is needed and you pay me enough, or I'm going to just be me and uh, do it my way. But All right. So let me be this guy. Maybe he's listening right now thinking, hey. Good for you, Ben. You got whatever, HGTV pilot deal thing, whatever we're calling this. And then all you're going to do is complain about it. Why are you even wasting your time if all you're going to do is complain about it afterwards? It's, so that'd be what do you take away from this, I guess, would be the... Yeah, like that, that, that's actually a really good question. And I've been asking yeah. myself that while I was like walking <laughs> Why am in I doing out of this? a bus eight times. Yeah. The question is, there is a curiosity. Like I want to see the other side of the business on that thing. So that I can take ideas and learn those business models and those production things. And the more I'm involved with these kind of things, the more I realize, oh, I could put together a team that could do actually a better job than yep. uh, so, some of the teams I've I've worked with in the past. So that's the most important thing from what I understand. Kind of like an internship, but they're coming to you. Right. Instead of so you having to go to that. The money <laughs> side is not at all that appealing. For when you start like if you have a show that gets renewed multiple times you you make really good money like chip and joanne they're killing it they're doing really syndication well. joanna but uh eh, i'm gonna call it whatever i want <laughs> the but if you just are like starting off on one of these shows like you make less money than youtube pays you yep and it makes sense because like an average show on hgtv is like maybe like six hundred thousand to like eight hundred thousand views and like their best shows are only like 1.5 million views and it might take like 30 or 40 people to make a show that only reaches 1.5 million people and that's a hit show that's crazy um, yeah chris you do that in your garage crayon tables yeah boom so youtube is more lucrative than television rookie contract so if you had a show go to series and you weren't able to do youtube you would take a huge pay cut yeah so but I do you know want what we to need learn to do? professional sort of production, uh, particularly the project management's interesting. Knowing how to negotiate with sort of like you know the kind of different unions and that stuff is important. And there are a lot of dude the cameramen. I I have never met a camera guy I didn't think was like cool. Like every Just cameraman I've worked, people. 
They're just creative. Yeah. They're thoughtful. They're normally kind of curious about the making stuff. I've never had one just that what didn't have a bunch of questions about like tools and materials and and just fabrication. And they got to be gritty dudes too, because yeah. a lot of times you got to go crouching or leaning in a weird place to get the shot, and then wait for the the people to do it ten times. So you're in this weird position for like five minutes straight, and you got to stay steady because if you're shaky, yeah. then you ruined it. And so you got to be like a a gritty dude. That's the yeah, only way I can say it. Yeah. If you're the type of person that complains, you're not going to last long as a cameraman, probably. Right. Camera especially, person. especially out here where when you're shooting in the middle of the summer, it's a hundred degrees. Your batteries are telling you that they don't work anymore. You know, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's really funny. The people that are sort of the trades people on set, the sound guys, the cameramen, everything like that. Coolest dudes, really awesome guys and gals. And awesome we, le- we learned some good tips from the sound guy too. Yeah, exactly. Well, I could pick, I could use these. Okay. First, the, the ankle wrap for the lav mic, way superior to the waistband one. Yeah. So this was the first time I ever, this was the first time I ever put a waistband thing on to hold your microphone receiver. It's really Uh, uncomfortable and I don't like it, but I never tried the ankle strap, but they basically have a thing that looks like you're on, uh, probation arrest. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like you got an ankle monitor on, but really it's just like a little microphone pack. Really? And so then yeah. the cord, does the cord come up through your pants? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah that was the most it, awkward part was when the, when the sound guy had to fish up Ben's leg. But other than that, drawers. it was really cool. All right. <laughs> We're just going to let that one hang. Let's end it right there. Uh, all, right. all right, guys. Good Bye. night. Bye. All right. See you next That being week. said, excited about the treeless treehouse. Should be make some heavy progress on it this week. And yeah. So wait, is the pilot thing that they're filming about the treeless treehouse or the bus both a little bit of both both so it's just like desert makers or what's what's the show called i don't know Ooh, what would the show be called <laughs> yeah, that would one. be it's funny an untitled project as of now and tbd again this is not like a deal's been landed or a series has been so uh sold yeah. it's kind of so basically a lot of, a, lot of- a pilot that then goes to the the network and they sort of decide if they want to take it to series or not is the terminology take it to it's series kind of a, take it it's to kind series, of a punk. kind of like a precursor to a development deal almost mm. well it's like it's the, a, it's the step past a sizzle reel right <laughs> these are the same people that passed on the container house series which was actually great for me yeah which is now you know similar length as their sort of uh shows and you know only double or triple their average views Produced by basically one person. Me and Jesse. <laughs> yeah, with Jesse. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, it's encouraging. So shout out to the people that are making television shows. Shout out to everybody that's doing cool things in the world. Chris, what cool things Mojave are you doing makers? in the world? How's that? The Does Mojave John, makers? The Mojave makers. I don't think we're in the Mojave, though. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't I'm, know. Not a ge- I'm not a geographer. We're in the high desert. I know that much. Oh, there you go. You guys can get high and build the whole time. Wow. (laughs) High desert makers. That's family friendly programming right there for HGTV. Very nice. Yeah. What am I up to? I finished the video that we were talking about last week. All I have left to do after we record tonight, I'm going to get my thumbnail. This this was the like saw versus saw video, which Mm -hmm. I had filming. It was very easy, but I had a lot more trouble like figuring out what I wanted to say with this one compared to a normal build. Yeah. Because I kept trying to like, I would want to like over explain things and be like, wait a minute, that's not who this video is going to be for anyway. So I was trying to like very much stay focused on who could benefit from this video the most and try to like 
talk to that person. So actually, Mike, I would like to send, because this one's not going to come out for a little bit. So I'm going to send you like a rough cut of it to just take a look at and get yeah. some of your feedback because there's still some time I could change up some things if I need to. Yeah, shoot it to me tonight. Yeah, I will. And then prepping for my next build, which this could kind of be a topic. So I talked about this one a long time ago on the podcast and it was, it's going to be for that LG TV. And I talked yeah. about it has like, it, it's, it's not wall mounted. It's sitting, you know, on a stand or whatever. But it has this kind of like floating look. And so when they showed this to me back in like July, July. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I came up with like my concept that I pitched them on. And it was this idea where I basically got a piece of wood and I broke it and then I built a form for it. And then I made it so it was like went from like splintered wood into epoxy to form a leg. And then it's kind of this floating console. And so I put it up then on Instagram, probably like, I don't know, two months, say in August or early September. And then people linked me to this other guy that just put out something where it's basically the same idea in a stool. And like, I don't, obviously, I don't think he got the idea from me or anything like that. And I didn't get the idea from him. Two people having the same idea, it happens. But it's, it kind of goes back to this thing where like, I'm still going to do it, obviously, like just because somebody else did it. I'm not going to be like, well, I'm not doing it because this idea is tainted for me now. I need to be the first or anything like that. Right. But it's just one of those things where like, I don't want to deal with the people like, have you seen this? Yeah. Like if, the, but then I'm like, ah, it's like, it's a don't even people. listen to it. It's, it's haters, bro. Or it's so few people that it's like, don't change what you're going to do. Like just to cater to that, just like worry about the other potentially 90,000 people that'll see it or whatever and, and move on. But so I'm just like, ah, it, it did a little bit. It like kind of does tarnish it in my head. Like I am less excited about it than I would have been, right. but I'm trying not to let that deter me from like still doing a good job on it and everything. Has that happened before? Or is this a first? This? You seem sour. Like this is like again. Always, damn it! I can't let my I ideas free. I gotta keep my, the ideas caged until my idea I do for them. A four-legged table. <laughs> Why did I let that out into the world? I think you're overthinking yeah. it one degree too many. Yeah. Yep. Right. Like you're having the conversation of what you think is going to happen, and then figuring out your comeback. Like already. Yeah. And like jerk store. All that energy should just be like focused <laughs> on actually making the thing, and you're gonna make it different than the way anyone else made it so right like look and and that's easier said like i i have the same conversations all all the time so it's like the way you were describing it makes it, it less yeah. exciting i think that's the part like it just like oh, i wish i was i wish i wasn't like this is almost what right. i'm saying right well you just got to look at the upside yours is going to be unique you know that the the process you're going to do lends itself to being different than what anyone else does so it's going to be cool a buzzkill like that can be demotivating Right. Like it can, it can actually like physically slow you down because you just feel like you lose that little zest or or enthusiasm for the project. And you might just like find one more reason to procrastinate or look at Instagram instead of like get started on the project. So what are kind of the opposites? Like, I mean, what are the things that, you know, we can all think of the little things that annoy us or kind of take down the excitement of a new project, but what are some of the things you can do to kind of like re-engage or sort of like talk yourself into it like basically the equivalent of like before a football game you know like butting your head into you know head butts with your buddy and like s- slapping each other before a fight or <laughs> yeah yeah whatever i'll just go headbutt a stranger what's <laughs> come here seven <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what seven can't come to school today he's concussed what's your <laughs> yeah. what's your own little internal v- version of a design and woodworking pep rally oh yeah <laughs> Mike, you got one? 
<laughs> Mike, you're always naturally psyched up, I feel like. <laughs> it's really sad when Mike gets down, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know, know if I've real. witnessed it yet. It's, it's a sad sight. I don't know. Really, I just... <sighs> okay, so this is a product of having a really unique idea, right? Which don't come around all the time. And so it's not super common for a good idea to get ruined like what you're experiencing. And so I'm trying to trying to think of something where that's similar and it's really not happened to the extent that I would, but I would go into it more instead of like a pep rally, I would go into it like a halftime speech. There you go. Like your we're coach is coming three. in at halftime and you're like, we're not going to let the other team affect us. We're going to go out there. We're going to execute our game plan. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? I'm still going to splinter that we train for this. that epoxy. And so that's what I would go for. And if anything, maybe you drop, you know, you drop your play where you add a little element to it. Right. So what's you, right. So what's unique to you or what's something that you could also throw into the project to make it 10 percent more unique, something that you are excited about? Mm. Yeah. I mean, like maybe color the epoxy. Have you been tinting epoxy much? I love I've tinted. It before, I love semi opaque pop. I like semi-opaque epoxy, and that might look really cool with the needles of the wood coming up. So, okay, here's something that I want to do is in my test piece that I made, like it's definitely got splintering in it, but you don't see it a ton until you get really close to it. And in the one that the other guy made, like he had a lot of trouble breaking the wood. Like he had, he basically thought that he could just like get a thick chunk of walnut and like clamp it to his, his uh, workbench and hit it with a hammer and it would just like splinter. And right. obviously he found out you couldn't do that. He tried like running it over with his truck and all kinds of stuff. And like <laughs> nothing would break this thing um, until the point where he basically had to just like weaken it by cutting into like the face and the edges to remove a lot of material and then breaking it. So like he basically mm. thinned the spot where it broke. When I did mine, the way that I broke it was I actually cut into it into the end grain of it. So if you can picture like a long piece and you're just like, I just like ran into the table saw. And so like, if you were to look at it before I broke it on the top, it looked like it was just like a bunch of check marks. And so it was like just a bunch of small things that I could hit with the hammer and it splintered up pretty nicely. But I really want to like accentuate that with the real thing. So I think what I'll do is like, I'll cut like real deep into one of the sides and then kind of shallow onto one of the other sides. Whereas in my test piece, they were all kind of roughly the same deep. Yes. So I can hopefully make it where it like very much like it goes from solid and then like maybe there'll be like a long spike coming up to yeah. really show off that splintering look. So it'll, it can create a definite different look. So I guess that can be like one of the things be like, OK, we both had the same idea. And like he talks about in his video that it didn't work the way that he thought it was going to work. Like it, it didn't splinter the way that he thought it was going to splinter that he hoped it would splinter. My test piece, you know, if I had to be honest, I'd be like, eh, it's a seven out of ten in terms of the way that it came out. So I'll try to shoot for a 10 out of 10. Boom. There you go. We found I'm it. pumped, man. I'm going to go build. We found it. Guys I think the, yeah, to sort of piggyback on what Chris is saying, my, my suggestion for when you are feeling a little like, like the air has been deflated out of your excitement is to just double down on the things that you like about the project and not try to please everyone with it. Right. So I think in the moments where you're kind of like on that, hesitancy kind of fence of like is this a good idea yeah find the aspect that you're really into or do you think is the most intriguing to you and then just like how do we inc- how do we double that how do we 2x the the truffle oil and the fries if that's what you're going for like go all in on that so for me it's like a 3d printing projects had never done that well for me and i was like i kind of had an idea for another one also doing a media console for lg hmm. and i was like you know what i like this idea i'm just gonna the last one didn't do that great 
I'm just going to take it farther. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not like anyone comes and like fires me from my job as a YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> You're out. <laughs> and if I like the idea and You're I demoted think it's cool, to HGTV. So what I do is I t- is with the first one, I was trying to think like, oh, well, you know, it's in a kind of an obscure technique and tool. It's kind of weird. This doesn't really have a home, but maybe I'll I'll mix in this other aspect and that'll kind of make it more rounded. Nah, this time I'm just doing it the way I want to do it. And maybe it'll flop. Maybe it'll do good. But I think it's cool. And what I've been doing is, is I was thinking about two or three of my architecture and design friends that I've had conversations about like modular furniture parts and things like that before. And I, what's exciting for me about this project is I can't wait to show it to them because it kind of is like a solution to a, a, a modularity challenge of how do you make things that connect pipes, but then without just ending up with jungle gym after jungle gym after jungle gym, mm-hmm. right? Like it becomes, how do you put turn into planes and stuff like that? So I have like an interesting sort of take on it, I think. And I can't wait to sh- like, I'm going to send them, uh, you know, images of the finished project as soon as I, as I shoot it. Uh, I won't even wait to publish to YouTube and send them the, um, the link. And that's kind of like the part that's keeping my enthusiasm up because I know they're going to be like, oh, and I know they'll also have like 10 new ideas that they then share with me based on what, what I show them. So that's been a way that I've kind of like, when I was feeling uneasy about their reaction of the crowd. I kind of like find that focus point and then, oh, I'll design this for, for this person. And, you know, who cares about everyone else? That's it. Good call. Screw everybody. <laughs> if they don't get it, that's on them. I don't know. I, I agree wholeheartedly. If you got a cool idea, go all in. Don't water it down. And I think the, the Space Age wardrobe that you 3D printed, that was sort of the first 3D printing project of yours at that scale. And I think it was definitely worthwhile. Yeah. And uh, it was very, like, it was uniquely like you, you know, I like when I see that, I'm like, oh, okay. It makes sense that Ben would make something weird like that. Hell and yeah. that's what people want. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to take your time to do something unique, make it as unique as you can make it. Boom. That's right. Well, I can put that on a shirt. Hey, I had a really good quote this weekend. Yeah. So Mike from Industrial Maker and Johnny from Johnny Builds have already gotten down to Joshua Tree. They sort of did a pre-vacation to the whole makes giving and we went climbing around a little bit and as we were getting higher and higher in these rocks at 10 o'clock at night with headlamps on Mm. it was starting to get a little hairy in situations and some some caution was being aired by some people but you know what i had a quote and i love it i don't know if it's someone else's or not (laughs) but i'm definitely gonna use it and i said (laughs) (laughs) they're saying like oh man if we fall down we're gonna get hurt and i was like don't worry (laughs) <laughs> fear isn't real only death <laughs> that's good right that's encouraging or no i'm just i'm workshopping it's, it. it's a quote <laughs> fear isn't real only death does only death go on the back of the shirt or is it all on one side i don't know the beauty of it is if you die you don't even experience the fear mm. so it's not even real then fear is for the living yeah fear isn't real man boom so chase your dreams Don't be scared of letting other people get you down or the criticisms of haters. And remember, death is very, very real. Unfortunately (laughs) true. Unfortunately true. Unless it's all a simulation. That's true. You know, you got me there. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) So what? Yeah, exactly. So what are you guys obsessed with this week? It's been a little bit since we've talked. I don't think we talked too much back and forth in our group chat. So I'm curious what you guys have been up to. What have you been watching? Mm, I got to think. Ooh, okay. 
or maybe it's not even something you've been watching. I've got an obsession and it's something that, you know what? I'm taking my own advice here. This is something that I've been wanting to get into for a long time, but I just haven't because it's a little bit inconvenient and it's, I have to learn something new. It's all of that sort of thing. And it's shooting 35 millimeter film. I Mm. bought this thing to bring out to Joshua Tree with me the first time a year and a half ago, but I didn't do it. It's a K1000. It's a classic beginner level, you know, kind of SLR, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. But anyways, long story short, it was something that I wanted to do, but I, but I just thought, eh, Mike, don't be a hipster poser. Yeah. You know, I kind of let get on your motorcycle and ride away. Right. It was something that I was genuinely interested in. It wasn't because I was buying into the hype or whatever, but I allowed other people that have poor taste influence what I did. And don't do that in life, people. So I've shot a couple roles, haven't gotten anything developed yet, but it's an incredibly exciting experience to spend time taking photos, having no idea if they're even going to look good. And so shout out to myself for finally doing this. And who knows, maybe you'll see some uh, modern builds self shout out. Yeah. Mike's obsession this week is himself. (laughs) That's why Mike never gets down. No, 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 no. He like high fives himself. (laughs) That's the secret, man. (laughs) But anyways. It's just the idea of don't let other people get you down. Do the things you're interested in. Chris, you're interested in making a splintered coffee table leg or media console leg. That's gonna do happen. the damn thing and do it better than anybody else as well. Just remember, fear is not real. Boom. Is that what it was? Only death? Only yeah, death. fear isn't real. <laughs> Only I don't know. It's like a, it's like, it's. If like Marcus Aurelius was in like a metal band or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, or, I'm workshopping it. I'm yeah. I'm open to to placing a word here or there, but hmm. I'm liking the the start of it. All right. In Mike's comments on Instagram, start hitting them up. Maybe yeah. It, and tag the modern maker podcast because you're alive. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Wait, what did you say, Chris? You're only afraid because you're alive. Wow. Now we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere I, now. I like that. Yeah. Fear. Right. Boom. Boom. I got a. <laughs> I got to, oh, I don't know why I can't think of an obsession this week, but something I've been eating every night before I go to bed. <laughs> okay. No, carrots and Nutella. <laughs> what the you fuck? That's so strange. Like, <laughs> you, Chris, weirdo. you are a weird dog. <laughs> Dude, it's good. Here's how it started. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, here's the literal. It was, I was doing a lot of uh, apple slices and peanut butter. And you don't even smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> but i still get the munchies okay apple slices and peanut butter then i transitioned yeah. apple slices nutella right solid choice then I thought, that makes sense you know what? carrots are a little bit healthier than apple slices let me tip those in some peanut butter good Ooh. ran out of peanut butter went for the nutella double good yeah wow you know, you know it's weird it's like once you connect it to apples like it makes sense because like apple carrot juice is delicious yeah and it's apple, a good blend. Or carrots are pretty sweet for yeah. the most part i get it but I think we're skipping over the stepping stone of just immediately agreeing that carrots and peanut butter are good. They're good. I don't I'm know. I'm skeptical. It. I'm open to it. In fact, we have carrots and we have peanut butter. I'm tonight. gonna try it tonight. Instagram stories later tonight. Watch. It's gonna be yeah. on the Modern Maker Podcast Instagram story on Thursday night. I'm gonna save we'll the footage and post it then. Oh, let's yeah. make a new weird Mike Eats highlight section. Cheese of the week, baby. Well, do you guys have any weird so I remember Ben, you one time talked about that, like one of your hacks with ice cream was you would throw peanut butter in yeah. it as like a filler because it's like, oh, it's slightly healthier. And like, I yep. feel like I'm eating more ice no, cream. No, it's, I, I like the logic. I, I think that your logic is sound. 
Like, no, right. I, I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. My only skepticism is whether the bridge between carrots and peanut butter is sound. Like if that's good, right, I'm too, on board. It was a big, I, I assumed yeah. a jump. Yeah. I think it's the root <laughs> vegetable, the kind of rootiness of, of it. Well, <laughs> rootiness. Here's the thing though. Here's where I doubt you were using carrots that were pulled out of the ground and washed. You were using no, these little baby carrots, right? These are babies. So I don't think you would do it with uh, like a non-cut up carrot, like one of those big old a Bugs Bunny sections. It would be actually really nice from an efficiency point of view once you get low in the peanut butter jar. And just oh, yeah. dip it right down in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little scoop. Big time. Hmm. Easier than sticking your, you know, your down to your wrist in that skippy jar. All right, we'll we'll give it a try later. But like, see, I just like graham crackers with Nutella. That's good. Can't go wrong there. It's like a better s'more. <laughs> it's like a less work s'more. Yeah. You know what's really tasty that most people don't eat a ton? Hmm. Ferrero Rocher. Those little things. Ferrero Rocher. Whatever you call those things. What they're are little. They? They're I, little chocolate balls that are covered in that balls. silver yeah. or, or gold oh, yeah, foil. Are super good. Yeah. I've eaten them probably 10 times in my life, but every time I eat them, I forget that there's Nutella in the center of them, basically. Mm. And so I'm always happy to eat one because it's just that thing. It's like, oh, here's something new. And then you bite into it. And every single time I eat one, I'm surprised that there's Nutella on the inside. It's the best. Like Nutella dribbles down your chin and you're like, oh, we should get a montage of that. (laughs) Yeah. Like you try and bite it in half. Yeah. Yeah. Conversely, have you ever been given like those like, Look, I like alcohol. I like cherries. Like I oh, like the yeah, old yeah, fashioned yeah. with the cherries. But you ever got one of those like cherry liqueur, chocolate covered pieces? Ooh, of- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like just not it's- good. It's like, hey, let's take all the flavor of cough syrup and put it in like waxy chocolate. Yeah, well, that's what's so scary about the the unlabeled candy boxes, like chocolate boxes. Where it's all just a variety of oh, nice. Oh, where there's like no guide on the lid or whatever. What you would give, what you would give your lady on fear Valentine's real. Day. Only death. Chocolate. <laughs> Only gross chocolate. Eat, fear, eat, fear, eat boldly. Fear is unmarked chocolate. Sample boldly. All right, I guess so. So my obsession. Back on track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine is going to be a shout out to Brett from Skull and Spades. Check him out nice. on YouTube and Instagram. He's also out here for Thanksgiving. Really talented guy that just, uh, yeah, does has just a wealth of knowledge. Like I, I, I love picking his brain and really getting a ton of ideas on everything from blacksmithing to making like eight bit graphics and animations. So very knowledgeable dude on the content side and on the making side. A lot of people know him from, he works with Jimmy DeResta a lot. He is just, uh, yeah, super knowledgeable and teaching uh, and sharing a lot of his blacksmithing abilities and all that stuff with uh, with me and Jesse. And uh, yeah, just really great dude. So check out his stuff. Totally. It's, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Turns out he was born in Kansas. I'm from Oklahoma, so we share a border. And so our youth was very similar. And so we, we've chatted more this week than we've really chatted in the past. And we've got a lot in common. He's a super great guy. Yeah. It's cool having someone like that around that has the same skill set that you do, can you know, do the woodworking and the the concrete and things that we're used to, but then has an additional set of skills on top of that because you're already working in the same level of jargon and things like that with what you both know. But then when you're exposed to new stuff, you've already got common ground to relate on. It's awesome. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys listening every week. Thanks for making us a part of your routine, whether that's on the way to work or in your workshop. Keep it real with the Modern Maker podcast. I like if you- it. If you want to give us a a review on the iTunes app, if that's where you listen, it's greatly appreciated. 
It really doesn't do anything crazy other than let the app know that we're a good show and that it should suggest us to people that like similar content. Aside from that, follow us on Instagram. I'm at Modern Builds and my name is Mike Montgomery. Chris Salamone is at Four Eyes Furniture and Ben Ueda goes by his proper name, Benjamin Ueda on Instagram. So check us out, give us a follow, and we will see you next time on the Modern Maker Podcast. Bye, everybody. Later. Wear them carrots. Bye. (laughs) Smooth salimony.